As an artist, I've always wondered who really invented paint and what were some of the first chemicals and ingredients paint consisted of. I'm Tirza Forrester, and I'm going to take you on a quick journey through the history of paint. Paint has a long and somewhat toxic history, especially in the recent past with lead paint, but I'll get to that later in this episode. First, I want to talk about the earliest origins that I could find. So there are two main sources that I gathered my information from. Both have similar accounts of the progression of paint throughout history. The first is the article, The History of Paint, Part 1 and Part 2 by Christopher Hall on burnaway.org, which is a contemporary magazine for artists. It's cool and has a lot of unique and different information about random things like the history of paint. And the second or third article is the history of paint by the American Coatings Association. The earliest known use of paint was recently discovered in South Africa, dating back to almost 100,000 years. The first paint was made from iron oxide and charcoal mixed with a bone marrow binder. Um, Just a quick side note about the ingredients of paint. There is usually a pigment and a binder involved. The pigment is usually found in plants and minerals and natural things like that. And the binder is usually a liquid, so water, egg, turpentine, linseed oil, things like that. You get the point. So back to history. The next well-documented era of paint and art point us to the ancient Egyptians and Greeks. The binders they used were eggs, beeswax, and milk. While binders have somewhat remained same through the millennia, the pigments of paint are definitely deemed very fascinating, as there are many myths, folklore, and unique stories around the ways that some cultures achieved certain pigments. One instance was suspected that the Indians used cow urine to create yellow and only for the cow's mango leaves to produce a deep yellow color. Um, This was banned in 1908 as mango leaves are poisonous. It's kind of like eating poison ivy and it led to starvation of these poor sad cows. Um, So luckily they put a stop to that. Um, another myth, or it could be true fact, the color mummy brown. And yes, it's exactly as it sounds. Egyptians apparently actually ground up old mummies to create paint. It was supposedly a brown purple color that was commonly used for skin tone and shadows and different things like that in art. Um, dragon's blood pigment was thought to have actual dragon's blood and randomly elephant blood mixed together to create a red paint. But in reality, it came from the dragon's blood tree, which in my opinion is almost, if not more cool. If you get a chance, look them up. They're super fascinating trees that only grow in the, I know I'm going to say this wrong, Socotra Archipelago, part of Yemen. And it's located in the Arabian Sea. So basically an island that's filled with these really cool trees. It's the only place they grow in the world. And they have this blood red sap. So it looks like the trees are like bleeding. I definitely go check it out. They're called dragon's blood trees. So fast forward to 1704. The first synthetic paint was invented by Johann Conrad Dippel, or Dippel, or however you say that. So Dippel created Prussian blue. It was a deep purplish blue made from cyanide. Wouldn't recommend the use nowadays since it is a poison. 
Um, he was known kind of as a mad scientist. People claim that he sold his soul to the devil for secrets. I mean, who knew paint was so lucrative? DePel is thought to be the inspiration for not for um, Dr. Frankenstein, as he claimed he could raise the dead and transfer souls and lots of super strange stuff like that, including paint making. Who knew? There is even a much darker side to cyanide um, and the pigment it creates. The Nazis used cyanide gas in their chambers, leaving the walls a really eerie blue. Although Prussian blue has a dark side, it also shows up in many famous paintings, including Hokusai's The Great Wave of Kanagawa and Van Gogh's The Starry Night. Both are probably paintings you have seen. They're everywhere. They show up um, in everyday life. But if you have not seen either, I would suggest you look them up. Although we take color for granted, he used to carry a symbol of status and wealth. Only the wealthy had access and money for such luxury items. Ultramarine blue was one of those pigments sourced from lapis lazuli semi-precious stones. So they were ground up and crushed. Nowadays, a a tube of true ultramarine paint will cost you upwards of $500. So the most poisonous paint that I found is true emerald green, the same green that used to make arsenic, the things you kill rats with. Um, You might think differently the next time you watch the original Wizard of Oz as it was rumored the Wicked Witch was coated in a toxic green paint. So some think it was like a copper-based green paint, um, but we really don't know. We do know that was so toxic that she couldn't touch her food before she ate it. Um, Because they didn't want her to consume it. So, that's pretty awful. So, with all that said, we can come, we can go to the store, grab every color imaginable. We've come a long way in the paint world. Although it's still strongly suggested that you always use proper ventilation um, when you're painting your house or you know, an art piece to have that ventilation is super important. The use of lead paint was not banned until 1978 in the United States. So that's, that was pretty recently within the last 40, 50 years. All in all, I found my research to be far more fascinating and kind of scandalous than I thought it would be. I mean, grinding up mummies is definitely very strange. Um, The next time I pick up my brush to paint that blue sky, I will be reminded of one of the first blues in existence, and it's turbulent past.